This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? You're Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 957 The Game. By Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center, where the Warriors were beaten by the Pistons tonight, 111-104. So the Dubs have lost four in a row after their four-game winning streak was snapped a week ago tonight at the hands of the Dallas Mavericks. Loss to Dallas, a loss to the Spurs, a loss uh, in Minneapolis on Thursday, and now a home loss to the Detroit Pistons. So the Warriors now 9-28 and on the season. Not a lot of juice for the Warriors tonight, Whitey Gleason, uh, in terms of the starting lineup really at the beginning of the first or the third quarters uh, in this game. A a nice effort uh, from the Golden State Warriors bench, uh, but uh, add it all up, and and tonight was just one of those nights without D'Angelo Russell that the Warriors just didn't have it, and unfortunately I would put it in that category of, of, of really a bad stretch of basketball at the end of November and the early part of December where the Warriors had some games where you're thinking, all right, previous efforts would dictate that they're going to play pretty well and be competitive, and they had some just uh, poor efforts in Atlanta and Charlotte and in this building against the Grizzlies and the Knicks, and uh, I, I think this is now two consecutive games that have fallen that path uh, more than the path of, you know, hey, this plucky competitive bunch. Uh, and it and it just uh, was kind of an ugly game that didn't really feel as close as the final score would indicate. They had their moments tonight. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll look at them. They bounced back here and there from uh, some deficits. But ultimately a very frustrating night because you're playing a team tonight in Detroit that had lost eight of nine, had lost three straight on this road trip. And the Warriors went through a stretch tonight in the third quarter. It's about a five-minute stretch in the third. To me, it was one of their low points of this very low season. Uh, they were outscored 21-5. to Draymond Green got a T, complained more, got another technical, was ejected. Now, the Warriors did come back from that to uh, get back into contention a little bit. But it was um, that stretch was really symptomatic of what was going on tonight. And I think Draymond got fed up with uh, everything, as I'm sure a lot of Warrior fans did uh, tonight, uh, getting pushed around by a team that's really struggling. Points in the paint tonight. I know Tom Tolbert touched on this in the postgame. Uh, we said pregame, right, that the Warriors could not get shoved around tonight. Well, points in the paint, Pistons 52, Warriors 32. Uh, and it just looked a little bit again tonight like um, – like uh, the junior high kids playing against a high school varsity. And the high school varsity in this case was the Detroit Pistons. And that's sobering. Yeah, and it undid really a a pretty good night uh, overall from the bench. And in particular, Alec Burks and even more so Amari Spellman. As Burks and Spellman combine to go for 50 points, uh, it was a night where the Warriors bench 
you know, offset some sluggish starts, I would say, to each half and, and, and gave the Warriors an opportunity to, to hang in the game a, a little bit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a, a night where you're thinking and expecting, I think, a little bit more from this team, and, and, it, and it just wasn't there. Uh, it just wasn't there uh, as the Pistons beat the Warriors 111-104. to 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. If you want to weigh in on this one, we will hear from Steve Kerr, the head coach of the Warriors here, coming up uh, momentarily on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. We're brought to you by Realtor.com the home of home search. Uh, There have been scouts following the Warriors with um, interest in some of the veterans that may be available. We sat behind a scout tonight, a guy from uh, Cleveland. I don't know how active Cleveland's going to be when it comes to acquiring veterans, but my point is any scouts who are here tonight, maybe to see Alec Burks, they had to like what they saw. 27 points, uh, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Alec Burks made all 14 of his free throws. If there were any scouts here tonight, to watch Glenn Robinson the third, they had to be a little disappointed as he went one for eleven. But you mentioned, mentioned, pardon me, Amari Spellman, one of the bright spots, a career high, new career high, twenty three points for Amari Spellman. Hit all four of his three point attempts, and he also had five rebounds. The Warriors made fifty two point four percent of their threes, uh, eleven of twenty one, and that's a good sign. But they really had issues gaining any traction defensively. The Pistons for the night shot 52%, 41% uh, from beyond the arc. Remember, they're also a little shorthanded, and they played uh, much more crisply tonight than the Warriors. Yeah, and they knocked down 11 threes. The Warriors did knock down 11 threes as well, and I mentioned that bench advantage, 77-53, the advantage for the Warriors in terms of bench points. But uh, if you look at the starters Ugh, tonight yeah. for the Do Warriors, I, have to? <laughs> uh, I mean, Glenn Robinson the third, one for 11, uh, ugly night for him. Draymond Green, uh, two points uh, on just uh, on 0 for 2 shooting. Uh, he wound up getting ejected in the third quarter. Uh, 14 from Damian Lee, uh, but you look at the 14 from Damian Lee, and the rest of the Warriors starters combined only had 13. I think they were 9 for 35, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, the starters. And, and just uh, an ugly, ugly uh, kind of a night for the Warriors as they lose this one, one eleven. To 104. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you else, uh, something else. Uh, Derek Rose, kind of a turn-back-the-clock night for him. Derek Rose tonight had a very nice game uh, as he poured in 22 tonight. He was 10 of 16. And watching him, I was reminded of Derek Rose against the Warriors, and this is not a pleasant memory by any stretch for Warrior fans, but it was January of 2015. And the Warriors, who had not won their first championship under Steve Kerr yet, they were in the process of doing that. They had won 19 straight home games. And January 28th, 2015, Derrick Rose came in and led the Bulls, who were without Jimmy Butler and Mike Dunleavy that night, to a 113-111 overtime victory. Derrick Rose had 30 in that game. And he looked at times tonight like the Derrick Rose of old. Yeah, he really did. And, and he helped uh, stop some rallies too uh, with some well-timed baskets in this game when the Warriors were uh, attempting to, to make it a closer game or, or maybe even grab control of the game. So it was a, it was a well-timed 22 on 10 of 16 shooting for Rose uh, as he helps uh, hold off the Warriors a game. Uh, the Warriors led uh, their biggest lead was just five. Uh, they would lead uh, at halftime 
uh, of this ball game by three, uh, and the Warriors wind up losing it. Uh, the third quarter is what did the Dubs in in this one. Uh, the twenty-one to nine start to the third quarter in favor of the Pistons kind of flipped the game after the Warriors uh, had that three-point lead at halftime. They they wound up down. Uh, double digits. The Pistons would uh, lead by 13 after the Warriors make it a run and ultimately win the ball game by seven. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, uh, following this ball game tonight. Coach, you had 77 points from your bench tonight. But what do you think about everybody's readiness to have an effort like that? Bench came in and did a great job, um, and they had to because um, we got off to a very slow start. Second game in a row that we've really. Uh, come out of the gates slow and had to play from behind, uh, you know, for pretty much the whole night. So it's a tough way to play. And uh, but the bench came in and uh, really did a good job for us. Draymond, along with a lot of the other starters, was kind of having a quiet night. He's really kind of since the Christmas game or really that four-game streak when he was your engine, he's kind of maybe tapered off a little bit. Have you seen his energy, his interest level kind of wane a little bit? I think the last couple of games he's looked tired. You know, I mean, I, I think uh, you got to remember that, uh, you know, he's the, the lone guy, lone holdover from the, the group that's been to the finals five years in a row. And, um he looks he looks tired to me, and um, you know I've been trying to give him a night off here and there, and um, we probably need to do that. He's I think he's just kind of worn out emotionally and um, physically, so uh, we'll see what we're what we do. But uh, he didn't have it. Uh, Did you see that frustration when he in the tiredness when he gets a double T and gets tossed, and, and also how did that kind of affect the game and the mood? I think you guys I think they went on a run right after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I saw his frustration. The game wasn't going well, and um, so he was frustrated. And um, you know, it uh, didn't help. Didn't help. How would you describe Spellman's season so far? I mean, it was you know he kind of had that hot streak. Then he was out of the rotation. The last couple of games, particularly tonight, he, he's been good again. Yeah, Omari was great tonight. It's two games in a row. Uh, he's played well. You know, coming off that that illness. Um, He's a talented player. You know, we've seen it. Um, we've seen his his talent. We've um, kind of put him in a couple of different spots. You know, whether it's as a space five or or a four man, we're trying to teach him how to defend as a four man. It's a totally different job than it is uh, playing the five. Um, but he's really worked. Uh, all you have to do is look at him physically to, to see where he's come from. Uh, you know, starting training camp to now, he he looks like a different human being. I think he's he's probably lost 50 pounds. Um, so he's put the work in. Uh, he's stayed really positive uh, when he hasn't played. Really proud of him, and uh, he's earned himself um, some some minutes going forward for sure. What do you think of Glenn Robinson's night? It looked like he was really trying to get himself going against his former team. Just one of those nights, you know. Um, Glenn has has been a stalwart for us all year. He's, uh, I think he's missed one game, and um, you know if you play 75, 80 games in an NBA season, and you're a shooter like Glenn is, there's going to be a few clunkers. Tonight was a clunker, and you just move move on from it. Uh, Bum got the start. He had 13 minutes, wasn't super productive. How difficult is it for you guys? 
being the way you are with point guard depth uh, in a game like this? Is it a little bit more difficult? Uh, yeah, I mean, when, when um, D'Angelo is out, we just have to make decisions on matchups and how we want to start. Uh, we decided to change it up, put Kai in the starting lineup to keep a little more firepower on the bench with, with uh, Alec. Um, but, you know, it wasn't Kai's night. Uh, it wasn't our night. Uh, nobody, nobody really played um, particularly well other than Omari. You know, I thought, uh, you know, Alec did his job from a scoring standpoint, but um, we just never really got any traction in that game. It looked like the uh, defense showed a lot of slippage. And your defense had been playing better, but tonight against this team, it didn't really ever materialize. Yeah, and I, th- I think part of that was our offense was bad, and so we, we got stuck in some transition uh, plays where they um, – you know they got easy baskets and uh, and then we were playing from behind, so we started to to double team a little bit and they got some easy buckets out of that. So we just never could get a get our footing tonight. How do you think Alec is handling the, the conversation around his future and just uh, coming to work and doing his thing? I've talked to Alec about it. He's a pro. He, he's been around this league for a long time, so he understands that this is just the nature of uh, the position that he's in, and um, he's handling it great. All right, so Steve Kerr there with uh, a lot to chew on that we can get into. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason back inside Chase Center. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. The good news for the Warriors on the D'Angelo Russell front, Steve Kerr did say before the game that it's likely he's going to be back on Monday in Sacramento. In these last couple of games, uh, you've really seen they've needed D'Angelo Russell's infusion of just uh, scoring ability. Yeah, it's kind of scary to think of what, they could look like if, and I know you you have made this point, if D'Angelo Russell were to miss a few games and they were to trade to Alec Burks, uh, well, I don't even want to think about it. Well, think about what tonight could have looked like. Yeah. If you yeah. didn't have Alec Burks and get into the free throw line and, and pouring in 27 against that Pistons team without Blake Griffin that's, what, lost 8 of 9 and is 13 and 23 after this win. Uh, I think it, it kind of changes how you look at things if, if this team would have lost some of his uh, – competitive zest, let's say. Uh, Plenty to touch on from Steve Kerr. I want to get into what he had to say about Draymond Green uh, coming up as well. 888-957-9570, Warriors wrap-up rolling on here. Uh, Brought to you by Realtor.com on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search inside Chase Center. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. If you want to weigh in on this one, the Warriors lose for the fourth consecutive game. Pistons beat the Dubs tonight, 111-104. to uh, Whitey, uh, Reviewing some of what Steve Kerr had to say uh, following the game, we played that in our last segment. Uh, talking about Draymond Green specifically, a quiet night for Draymond Green. He did have the ejection. He was frustrated uh, in the game tonight, and Steve Kerr saying he looks tired, 
probably time to give him uh, a, a night off. Uh, he didn't have it tonight. Where are you on that at, at this point? I mean, the Warriors are playing every other game. I thought maybe there was an opportunity last weekend with the home back-to-back to give him one of those two games off, but the Warriors found themselves riding a four-game winning streak into the final game of that uh, homestand. Uh, I, I I don't disagree with the coach, but uh, I don't know when you look to find that time to maybe get them a night off. Yeah, as you said, they've got games every other day here. They're in a, a stretch where they, they, they do, and it's understandable, and I appreciate the coach being forthcoming. In the old days, if you wanted to give a guy a rest, you might say, oh, he's got to, you know, he's spraying something. But from a fan's perspective, it's just it's hard to relate to. It's hard to hear, oh, he looks tired, so he's going to get a night off because he's the last one left from when they won championships. I understand it, but it's just it's a little puzzling, isn't it? It's because it seems counterintuitive. Well, you're trying to win games, right? And he's one of your better players. He looks tired, so he's going to get a night off. As you said, it makes sense. You can understand it. But on some level, especially I think if you're you know more traditional, it just – it's it's just a little a little bit difficult to hear, frankly. Well, and and it starts to make you wonder. Okay, well, when's that going to be? I mean, if you look at the Warriors' next four games, I, I would say uh, you've got Sacramento in Sacramento on Monday night. You've got a home game here against the Bucks in what is still a nationally televised game for the Warriors. That one was not taken off the national television. So, so you give him you give him the Kings game off if if you know he needs a night off. You give him the Kings game off and. And you want to have them here for the nationally televised game. And right? then you got the Clippers after that, which is a game that was going to be an ESPN game that was actually it was announced today. That game was taken off of ESPN on Friday. And then you go to Memphis. So Memphis would be the natural game if you're going to give them a game off. Uh, you, know, you play down in L.A. and then you're going to Memphis. You could tell him, sure. hey, you know what, make the trip if you want. Come back home. Do That's the game that makes the most sense to me of the next four, let's say. And then the Warriors have a three-game homestand after that. I uh, agree with that. It just but, sounded to me but like it that was a little more too far. Yeah, it sounds yeah. too far down the line. Right. Uh, so maybe it's a scenario where D'Angelo Russell's coming back and then Draymond Green's not going to be around uh, on Monday night mm-hmm. uh, in Sacramento. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. The other thing Steve Kerr mentioned was a clunker, clunker tonight. So it's just a clunker, and you move on to the next one, and you attempt to play better. That's two clunkers in a row. I think when he said it was a clunker, wasn't he talking specifically about Glenn Robinson the third's night? Okay, that may have been. Very, yeah, may have been. Yeah, been he the did case. say that, but I think he was talking about uh, he's been playing well, and sometimes you have that clunker. Uh, One for 11 tonight. Yeah, no, and overall, Glenn Robinson III's been very good. Uh, He did have the 0 for 10, and tonight a 1 for 11, yeah. So I I, I would agree with the head coach uh, as far as that one goes. Uh, One of the bright spots tonight was Amari Spellman, however. Amari Spellman uh, off the Warriors bench poured in 23 points in 20 minutes, and he had uh, a first half that really got the Warriors back into the game, 4 for 4 from 3. Let's go ahead and hear from Amari Spellman downstairs in the Bill King interview room. The bench as a whole scored 77 points tonight. Um, you guys have been playing really strong as a group lately. What have you just seen from 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 that bench, and what and what do you like about your progress? Uh, just a tight knit unit that's uh, committed to coming out and bringing the energy. So um, when we come in, we just want to set the tone, get after it, and um, play aggressive. And as we did, AB getting to it as usual and. Um, I just wanted to chip in. 
I'm just curious what the last few weeks have been like for you. You know, you were like a heavy part of the rotation early, then you kind of dipped out a little bit from it. You had that illness where you missed two games, and then obviously last few games you've kind of uh, refound your groove. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't make those decisions. I just, you know, I'm ready when they call my name. I've just been playing, just hoping. That's all. Ain't really nothing too, too different when they call my number and they call my name. You got to be ready anyway, so stay ready. Was that illness uh, kind of a setback? Uh, it was just annoying, nagging. Um, I just had no energy, which anybody who knows me is really not like me. So um, they they saw me, they looked at me, and was like, "Man, go home." Um, so that's really all it was. When, when you come in and you hit your first three, is there something that clicks in your mind? I mean, is, is there a feeling that follows that, or do you, does it matter whether you hit the first one or not? Nah, man, I don't think it really matters, but I do think um, you hit your first one, it matters to other people. So, um, you know, for me, I just want to be aggressive regardless, but when you hit your first one, you know, I'll just give him another one. You know, but that's about it. Mario, I know your prep school coach was here tonight, and he's obviously gone through some some health stuff recently. What did it, was that added motivation for you, or was that on your mind at all, uh, knowing he was in the the crowd? Oh uh, man, honestly, I just was going out and um, <clears throat> trying to play aggressive and um, you know seize opportunity. Um, you know, I don't want to want to want to lie down uh, and just accept um, losing minutes. Um, like I said, I don't have um, – I'm going to just stay ready, but I don't want to take that lying down. Nah, like I want to prove that, like, I can play. You know what I'm saying? I should be out there, in my opinion. So that's really it. Amari Spellman, uh, after his 23-point effort uh, in the Warriors' loss to the Pistons, 111-104, the final. The one thing you love about Amari Spellman is the, the chip on his shoulder, the attitude by which he plays. He's also pretty skilled player in addition to bringing all the energy when he's able to knock down shots he's really really a productive player because of the other things that that are just a constant uh intangibles and energy and things like that yeah two games in a row now he's had um uh, a rim rattling dunk uh which lifts the spirits of uh, his club and steve kerr said as you heard omari was great he pointed out that's two games in a row Omari has played well. He also said Steve Kerr said that Omari Spellman has lost 50 pounds. Yeah, pretty amazing. Camp. 50 pounds. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And I think, you you know, once he gets comfortable with that new body, I think, completely, I think it, it's only going to, you know, enhance his ability to consistently play at the level that, that he's played at the last couple of games. And he's got to learn to defend fours. Yeah. And as I've said, sometimes we have the – uh, the pleasure of, of watching them working on things before the game. We get here early, and it's kind of like if you're a baseball fan, uh, some baseball fans love watching batting practice, and it's great to be here early. Unfortunately, they don't open the arena early enough for everyone to see this, but you get to see players working on things, uh, and that I've seen Omari Spillman out there working. Steve Kerr talked about how hard he's working. Can you imagine? It's, it's part of being a professional. They're well compensated, I know, but can you imagine how difficult it is for a player like Omar Spellman, Pascal, a lot of players have to do it. You have to expand your game. You have to learn new things about your game, and you have to do it against the very best players in the whole world. Yeah, no, there's no question about it, and Amari Spellman's been able to do that, and it's been impressive what he's been able to do, and he's somebody the Warriors have under contract for next season. I know there's a lot of different pieces 
where you're, you know, guys that may be here may not be around. He is somebody that if he plays at a certain level, he will be around if the Warriors want to have him. They don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, I think when they got him, they definitely had next year in mind. And I think with some of the veterans, even though the veterans have played well, I think when they were acquired, they were brought in for more short-term solutions. Not to say that that precludes them from being here next year, but I think the thinking was, Willie Cauley-Stein, he'd be great this year. Uh, next year, we'll see. Amari Spellman, oh, yeah. He's we'll take a, a two-year look at yeah, him. Yeah, that, that's, that's what it appears to be, and I'm sure they're very pleased with uh, the way he's playing so far. I also thought it was interesting when Amari Spellman was asked, hey, for a while you weren't playing much, now you are. What's it been like? And he said, I, I don't make those decisions. I just got to be ready. Yeah, John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. we got the call of the game coming up. We're also going to hear from Joe Lacob, who joined the pregame show on NBC Sports Bay Area before the game. He had a couple of uh, interesting comments, not only about uh, the Warriors' 2020 draft pick, but also on what the team might do at the trade deadline. Well, he addressed a number of questions that a lot of Warrior fans are asking right now. Yeah, so we're going to play that for you, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Coming up, Warriors wrap-up. Here from Chase Center, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center. Warriors lose to the Pistons tonight, 111-104, their fourth consecutive loss. Uh, we're going to hear from Joe Lacob here coming up uh, momentarily as Joe joined uh, NBC Sports Bay Area's pregame show. Uh, a couple of comments that I think uh, you'll want to hear. We'll get to that uh, here in just a moment. But right now, let's get to our call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. First of minute nine, throws to Chris, running the floor, two-hand rim racker. Little elevation sensation for Marquise Chris, and it's 81-77. The Warriors on 8-0 run in 80 seconds. All right, tune in on Monday to Joe Lowe and Dibs here on 95.7 The Game. Monday at 930 uh, right here on 95.7 The Game. If you can correctly identify the call we just played, you will win uh, $50, we'll say, to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street in San Francisco. The call of the game brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile, the best deal in wireless. Uh, that is the call of the game again, 9.30 Monday, uh, and that is uh, for Schroeder's at 240 Front Street in San Francisco. Hey, if I may real quickly, before we get to Joe Lake, I just wanted to mention a couple of unusual happenings in the association today slash tonight. Charlotte won at Dallas in overtime, 123 to 120. And earlier today, we had Memphis destroying the Clippers in L.A., 140 to 114. The Clippers were getting booed at home. Yeah, that's a pretty pathetic effort. I don't care who's in or who's out. I know, Whitey, we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, there's something off with the Clippers in my mind with how they are already you know, acting as if they are a franchise that has done something in terms of guys they have in and out of the lineup on a night-in, night-out basis. It seems like there's a lot of different masters that they're trying to I think uh, they're, please. They're, yeah, I think uh, it, they're trying to do whatever they can to make sure – all the uh, older veterans are as healthy as they can but be. But it, it looks like they have a two- or three-man rotation on every single night of this guy's in, this guy's out. It's hard for me no to Paul see George today. how you can build cohesion. 
you know, do, doing it that way. And for Dallas, that's just another example of Dallas has had some really, really bad losses uh, and, and some bad losses at home. Lost to the Knicks a couple times, lost to Sacramento earlier in the year, this, this game, losing at home to Charlotte. Uh, they're having a good year overall. They still have enough wins to hold them up, but they've had uh, a few clunkers, as Steve Kerr would say. Uh, at yes, home have. in the early going uh, this season. Uh, uh, let's let's go ahead and hear. Go ahead, Whitey. I was just going to say, Luka Doncic had a triple double in that game. But yes, your point is well taken. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from Joe Lacob uh, as he joined NBC Sports Bay Area's pregame uh, before the ball game, and uh, there were a couple of things he was discussing, and, and he actually mentioned something that is a little bit of a pet peeve of his as it pertains to the Warriors' 2020 draft pick. Let's hear from uh, the owner of the Warriors, Joe Lacob. It's been a hard year, uh, maybe harder for me and uh, and Bob Myers. Uh, we're very competitive, as you suggest, and I, I always want to win. Uh, the thing I hate the most, I have so many people come up, and Jennifer Azey over there watching us. Uh, I have all the people, everyone comes up to me and says, well, aren't you glad no, you're going to get this great draft choice? And uh, it's a perfect setup, like the Spurs, from Twitter, which you know a lot about. And it really, that did turn out to be a big thing for them, set them up for a long time. But you know what? I'd rather win. Uh, I don't think you can depend on the draft or a draft choice, turning a, a franchise or an organization around. I would rather win and keep that culture, that culture of winning going. And so the thing that concerns me and gets me worried is that somehow we'll lose that edge. We'll lose that culture. And um, I think with Steph and Clay, you know, hopefully we won't. But it does bother me, and I, I, it's been a hard adjustment for me. I don't like going out there and watching us lose. All right, so, yeah, Joe Lacob doesn't like watching them lose, and, and there is some worry. I know this is something we've talked about a little you, bit. You've talked a lot about it. And, you and, have, and yeah. That, that, that would be a concern of mine uh, if I were in Joe Lacob's position, just that all the losing takes something away from what's been built here, really not just since the 2014-15 season, but going back to even the 2012-2013 season when this team first went from from bad to good. I think any time regardless of the circumstances that you go that way, there would be a little concern that you can't just automatically flip the switch, even with the same players that got you to that point, and, and return to be good again. Or it's going to be maybe a little bit harder than you think uh, to, to flip that thing back the other way. Depends on who they add, either through the draft or through trades or both. If they are able to get an infusion of talent next year, then this year will be forgotten. Similar in a way. It's not the same at all, I realize. But And you made this point as well. 2016, they had that tough loss in seven games in the finals when they'd won 73 games. Was was there any hangover from that? No, because they went out and they got Kevin Durant, and it was almost forgotten. So depending on what moves they're able to make in the offseason, they make the right moves, um, then this down season can be forgotten as soon as they throw it up to start next season. Yeah, it, it will be. I also think, it, you know, not that you're ever going to say you're you're welcoming the pick above else. I think it's interesting. He also, you know, we, we want to win, you know, as opposed to, uh, you know, making sure you've got enough losses to get a certain level of pick. Uh, Joe Lacob also addressed one other issue that I thought was interesting, and it's regarding the notion that the Warriors, what they're going to do at the trade deadline. That's been a big conversation here with the trade deadline coming up, and he addressed that as well. I think that's really, we're in discussions, uh, even today, Bob Myers and I sat down for an hour uh, earlier this afternoon, and we're going to look at all the different options. What can make us the best team for next year? That may mean, if something came along, making a trade. 
but it may mean not making a trade. Uh, it, it just depends. We're not in the business of giving away talent. And if we've got some talent that we think can help us for next year, we're going to we're not sellers, as like people like to put it, whether you're buyers or sellers. We are we are a different team than most teams that are have a record, maybe, that we do this year. We are looking forward to next year and building a great team. And that means being at cha a championship level. So a trade, maybe, trade, maybe not. I can't tell you. So hard to say yet, uh, but not in the business of giving away talent, which I think is, you know, that, that would squash immediately, in my mind, any of the notion of, oh, you're going to trade D'Angelo Russell for role players. Uh, for uh, uh, and I know that's already been reported, and it sounds like that's you know leaning that way anyway. But uh, you want to try and maximize what you have, and and you, and I also think it speaks maybe Whitey to you know even even a guy like Lynn Robinson or Alec Burks, somebody that maybe you you like having around. Other teams may have interest in, but you don't just want to give a guy away just to give a guy away. Yeah, uh, obviously we we pretty much knew what what he's essentially saying there which is we're trying to make sure we're as good as we can be next year um reading between the lines there uh to your point perhaps when he says we don't want to give talent away maybe he is not that excited about the idea of trading some of the veterans for uh you know say second round picks well, for also, future assets yeah, but uh, someone may have to point out to him that 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 may be the shortest path to being as good as they can be next year i also think if you're going to keep if you want somebody to be around next year, it's harder to get them back once you let them leave the building. Sure. So to speak. And and look, the Warriors are going to have a lot of options. They, you know, they're only going to have so many roster spots. So I think you have to factor that in as well. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks to everybody out here. Tim Jordan for setting us up uh, out here at Chase Center. Excellent job, as always, by Alex Scott and Ryan Mouser in our San Francisco studios. For Whitey Gleason, I'm John Dickinson. We will talk to you on Monday, 530 uh, Warriors Live, as the Warriors will be in Sacramento to take on the Kings, looking to snap a four-game losing streak. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you on Monday. Uh, as always, keep it locked right here on your home of the Warriors, 95.7 The Game. Good night. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.